Well, welcome once again to Legacy Leadership Alliance. I am Bishop Sean Cooper, and I tell you, it is a joy to share with you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. Legacy Leadership Alliance is a weekly podcast dedicated to emerging generations and thought leaders for legacy transference in the marketplace, educational systems, and religious institutions. Legacy Leadership Alliance four points are legacy, mentorship, PK Alliance, and pastoral infrastructure. Well, I am, as always, blessed to share with you here on Legacy Leadership Alliance. I definitely have missed you the last several weeks. Of course, I've been doing what you're doing as a leader, making it happen. But today, I want to talk about a topic that I've been wanting to address for a while, but I just didn't feel the impression of the Holy Spirit. But of course, I want to talk about it today, and I want to talk about overcoming pain in leadership. Now, I want you to do a great favor for me if you could definitely um, forward this to your friends that are leaders, whether they're pastors, business people, anyone that's in leadership position that holds some type of authority. I want you to get at least get this to at least three of them because I think it's essential that they hear what I'm saying today. Now, we are all, as a leader, are going through some serious challenges right now. Um, as leaders, we're bearing the pain of criticism. Some of you are going through uh, the pain of betrayal, failure, the pain of failure, dysfunctional marriage. How about that? or a dysfunction in your marriage, pain, physical pain. Some perhaps are going through some physical elements in your body. Perhaps you have not told anyone, your wife or the people that's close to you because you don't want to alarm anyone that you're in pain. Um, Financial transition can result in pain, self-afflicted pain. I mean, you cause the pain. We are all being tested right now. Dr. Sam Chan said, of course, he wrote an incredible book about uh, leadership pain. You need to pick that up, pick your copy up. But he said, reluctance to face pain is your greatest limitation. He said, there is no growth without change, no change without loss, and no loss without pain. There's a lot of meat on that bone. So let me, I, I think I need to say that again, that reluctance to face pain is your greatest limitation. There is no growth without change, no change without loss, and no loss without pain. Because pain, and we all know this, it brings us to a, a, a broken place. And brokenness indicates that your heart is perfectly prepared to become clay in the master's hand. Scripture in, uh, I think it's in Psalm, yeah, Psalms 38 and 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and save such as be of a contrite spirit. In other words, pain generally brings us to a place of confrontation, conflict, but also a place of brokenness that we, we are always in the master's hand to be molded into his image. Even in our weaknesses and our frailty, we find the grace of God to give us power to overcome whatever it may be in pain. It's clear to me as, as a leader, as a senior pastor and a businessman, 
it's clear to me that pain has um, constantly been in my life. Now, let me, let me explain myself. As a leader, I when I look back over the 28 years of building New Creation Family Church, um, when I look back over on owning a music store, and this is in, in the past, and real estate and publishing company on the business side, I have never known a day that I was not in some type of pain, whether it was relational pain through betrayal, whether it was struggling in the marriage, whether it was fathering children or not fathering children, but being a father to children pain, right? Ministry pain. I, I never knew a day that I was not in some type of pain, physical pain, emotional pain. But I can say that through all of the different incidents of pain, as a leader, I found the grace of God and the strength of God to not only give me power to overcome it, but also the right attitude while I'm in pain, okay? Not only the right attitude, but also the right disposition, how I handle it, how I deal with it, okay? That is very crucial because no one escapes pain in leadership, and that is part of the equation. It simply comes with it. Sam Chan uh, made another quote, I think that is quite thought-provoking as it relates to leadership, and he said, if you are not hurting, you're not leading <laughs> in some capacity, right? If there's not some type of pain, then I wonder, are you really leading? It's impossible to become a bodybuilder unless you get under the weight or an effective bodybuilder unless you get under the weight, you, you're going to rip some muscles, you're going to pull some, some muscles. It is part of the equation to become toned and to become strong. Pain is part of the process. We can't run from it. We can't hide from it. We must go through it and not be afraid of it. You know, Paul said something as it relates to pain in the book of Galatians 6 and 17, and he said to the Galatian church that I bear on my body the branding marks of Jesus Christ. He was saying that the gospel has caused wounds and scars and, and outward evidence of persecution, okay? But none of this have moved me. It hasn't stopped me. In fact, I use the pain as a stepping stone to the greatness of God in my leadership. I believe that that's what Paul was indicating to you and I as it, as it relates to dealing with leadership pain or pain in leadership. You see, pain often exposes three characteristics in you and I. One, pain exposes the hidden coward. Two, the reluctant warrior, and number three, the winner within. See, pain is an exposure, okay? And sometimes God has to allow the pain to occur, not to kill you, not to devastate you, and not even to overcome you, but to expose in you so you can see within yourself what are your limitations, okay? What, what, what hidden fears are there? What makes you reluctant? Where's your faith? You, you understand what I'm saying? This, these all, all these tests God allows because he's trying to perfect, grow, develop something in you. The winner within you, okay? 
because all of us, if we are Christians and we have the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of us, there is a winner within, okay? And regardless if it's physical things, mental, emotional, okay? And if it's demonic, the enemy has come to inflict pain on you. God has a remedy even for that. So it doesn't matter what type of pain we may be going through. What matters is, do we have the right disposition, the mentality to deal with it and to use the pain not for our destruction, but it may build something in us that causes us to overcome and transcend and rise above the limits in our leadership. You know, I think we... Um, often fail to realize that pain is part of the curriculum to greatness. There is no such thing as a painless journey in the process of purpose. Okay. Romans 8 and 18 says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. There is going to be a glory revealed in us no matter what type of pain that we may go, we may be going through. I'm not suggesting go look for pain. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not suggesting you fall in love with pain because pain hurt, <laughs> and it's, it's you know who wants to be hurting. I'm just suggesting as a leader uh, for us to assume that we're going to lead in a painless journey. Okay? And often we become afraid of pain. It reminds me of Jesus being in the Garden of Gethsemane. Um, he said, Lord, if it be thy will, let this cup pass. I don't want this pain. But nevertheless, thy will be done. Which simply means that pain is part of the destiny. But we have to trust the God of mercy, the God of healing, the God um, of love and affection for us, that he will not allow us to go through any pain which we cannot bear. If it's great pain, there's great grace there to give us the necessity, inner uh, dynamics and tenacity to handle whatever pain that we may be up under. This is what I've learned personally in, in leadership, especially as, as, it, as it relates to pain, that God will either heal you from the pain. Now, I'm a living witness with this. He'll heal you from the pain. Uh, he will give you grace to walk through the pain or deliver you out of the pain, but will never just leave you helpless in the pain. Now, that's, what, that's how good God is. And let me try to say that again, if I can remember. <laughs> God will either heal you from the pain give you grace to walk through the pain or deliver you out of the pain. But he's so good and he's so grateful, uh, graceful that is, and so merciful that he will never leave you helpless in the pain. I don't care what it is, the death of a spouse, the news of a, um, a physical element in your body, right? Um, a situation that happens with your daughter that's been molested or raped or whatever. Whatever comes your way, you need to know that the goodness and the grace of God will either heal you from that pain. He'll give you grace to walk through the pain. 
or he'll deliver you out of the pain, but will never leave you helpless in pain. Now, I've been serving God for a long time. Ever since I was 18 years old, I've been a leader, okay, in the church. I've been a youth pastor. I've been an associate pastor. I've been a full-time evangelist. I've been an elder, of course, now pastor and also bishop. Um, I've had some pain, okay, relational pain. I think the relational pain has been the greatest when people love you and they walk away from you or they say they love you and while they're leaving, they put a knife in your back. You know, betrayal is one of the most uh, hideous and ruthless pain that you can go through, betrayal. Jesus went through that pain. It was the kiss of betrayal with Judas. And then he went through that pain with Peter. Peter denied him his friend, but but Judas betrayed him. Okay? Now, The Bible says that Jesus was was all God and all man. He he felt the pain of a man. When Lazarus died, now it's a theological debate, but the Bible said he cried. He was touched with the feelings of our infirmities as a leader. Okay? So let's get this straight. He was in his humanity. We always talk about uh, Jesus' sovereignty but we don't talk a lot about his humanity. He was a man, and he faced the pain of a man, right? But look how Jesus responded to the kiss of betrayal. Every one of us need the lesson of betrayal, okay? Because it teaches us how to bounce back. It teaches us how to love as leaders those that appear to be unlovable. It teaches us the character of God The scripture says, when we were yet in our sins, he died for us. What an amazing heart. And I know what it's like when when people betray you and you don't want to trust anymore in leadership. You want to lead, but you don't want to trust the people that really love you. See, once you get hurt like that, your defense mechanisms go up and you want to be isolated from the people. But Jesus called you to lead the people, to love the people to correct the people, right? You can't love the people when you are disconnected from the people, okay? That's not the way to lead. And sometimes pain will be a deflector. You know, it would would be an isolator. It would cause you to detach yourself from the mission, but now you're in conflict because you can't lead effectively with a broken heart, or a heart that becomes bitter or indifferent. I can think about several times in 28 years that I were I was devastated by betrayal. And you that are listening to me, perhaps you have faced the pain of betrayal. Maybe you're going through it right now. And listen, I went through cancer. I've had uh, a couple of church splits in 28 years. I, I can go on and on, but I don't think nothing has hurt me more than betrayal. betrayal. And I remember when I went through it, um, it took me about two months to really uh, contextualize what had really happened because I could not believe that these people done this to me. I was, I was so hurt. It was beyond measure. And the first thing that I noticed I start doing 
is looking at everybody else around me. I was looking at <laughs> people that have never done anything to me. I was looking up, looking at them aside their head, saying, now what, you too? And it took me a minute to get my footing back, but I noticed the process that I start looking at everybody that's close to me. I, I would preach, I would come early, and I would leave early. I didn't want to intermingle with the people. I didn't want to shake hands. I didn't want to go out to dinner. I didn't want to open my heart. I didn't, and it started uh, being a issue, okay, a conflict. And I realized I cannot lead people while I'm bleeding like this. And it's okay to bleed while you lead, but it's when you get bitter in the bleeding that it becomes a conflict with Christ and a conflict with the mission. You can be hurt and still lead and be the clay in God's hand. You see, the love language, your love language begin to change. And you become reluctant, like I said earlier, to face the pain. But remember what, what Dr. Chan said. He said that there is no growth without change, no change without loss, and no loss without pain. Now, this pain, I had to make a conscious decision. Do I make it righteous pain or evil pain? There's a difference. You see, righteous, righteous pain, handling pain righteously, let me say that, say it that way, is having the heart to go through the journey with faith and vigor, coupled with the brokenness and dependency on God's grace. Now, that's righteous pain. You're handling it with integrity. You're handling it with a faith and vigor. You, you're broken. You yield it to God, and you're going through the process to allow the Holy Spirit to heal you, to mend the broken part, to put the pieces back together. That's, that's righteous pain. But handling pain unrighteously is when you start running from it, avoiding it, denying that you got it or you have pain, right? It is impossible to avoid it because you're hurt by it. So you can't just think it away and in some cases pray it away. It must be confronted. It must be dealt with through honesty, integrity, understanding that you are you, you're not you're not good right now. And, you know, it's OK in leadership not to be OK. Whoever told us that you're going to be OK in every incident? No, some pain will rock your world and almost cause you to be comatose for a minute. But if your heart is in the right place, it's forgiving. You know, you, you can forgive, forgive. You can forgive. You can look at this particular pain through the, um, through the lens of the backdrop of the cross. Jesus' friends uh, denied him. Judas betrayed him. I mean, this was pain. This was situations that happened um, that any person will, you know, it would, it would daze you for a minute. But notice how he handled it. He handled it with poise, with forgiveness, with mercy. And when you mix love and mercy with pain, you always come out of pain a winner, okay? Not a loser, but a winner. Because let's, let's be honest, pain is intrusive and complicated. Whether it's emotional, pain, physical pain, economic pain, relational, spiritual pain, it injures the soul. But you got to handle pain righteously as a leader. 
through faith, through vigor, coupled with that brokenness. And you're going to see the hand of God not only bring healing, but bring you to a place of revelation, insight, education. I put a quote in my book uh, that states, when we have been battle tested by pain and pressure, it deepens our moral fabric, sharpens our craft, and cultivates the winner within. Since we are incapable of ultimately avoiding pain, we must make a conscious decision to turn that pain into power. Often the pain of the problem causes us to dig for a deeper faith that cannot be overturned. Now that is the righteous way to handle pain, okay? And understand that pain will not stop you from advancing economically if you handle it the proper way, spiritually. In other words, you'll turn that pain into power, okay? First Peter uh, 4 and 12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trials. Most of us know this scripture. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. Uh, you know, it's naive to assume as a pastor or a leader over a corporation or uh, an entrepreneur that starts a business from the beginning and then you start having, you know, employees and relationships. It is it is naive to assume you're not going to go through any relational conflict, that there will be no betrayal, that there will be no misstepping, no manipulating, no undermining. Don't, don't, no, no. Think it not strange, Pastor, when you go through the fiery trial and you find somebody is a fool on fire, a fool on fire. Yeah, they're just given into stupidity. And I mean an actual a foolish nature is what I'm talking about. Don't, don't, don't take it as, oh, wow, it's, it's shocked. You're just overwhelmed. No, you give grace to everybody the potential to fall short. In fact, they will, or the potential of betrayal. And you got to love these people. Now, I'm, I'm not saying um, if they're not doing anything, don't have eyes of suspicion that you always lurking and looking. And if you're doing that, it's because you yourself is not healed from last issues of pain. I uh, have met people that have come to the church and they've highly gifted and they could do this and they've traveled this and done this before and, you know, whatnot, you know, just, just highly gifted. And, and I want to use them and I start using them and I find out their heart is afflicted. <laughs> man, they didn't resolve past issues with relationships and other churches that they've been a part. Um, so the gift is hard for them to be used effectively in the church because they take everything personal or they take everything out of context. And so it's hard to deal with people when they're, they have not been healed from pain. And I know that you all heard hurt people hurt people, right? When they're in pain and there's no uh, resolve in those last afflictions, they're going to hurt people and even sometimes unconsciously, right? They don't even see it. And I've tried to minister to people and, and try to make them aware because often when you get hurt and it, 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 
festers, right? It festers for years. It has a way of rocking you to sleep. In other words, you don't even know that you're offended, okay? Because now you're in denial. You're in the, the denial state. And then you're just operating on the power gifts. Operating on the power gifts without realizing past pain is a ministry wreck. Is It affects your business decisions as a business partner. Because now you're making decisions filtering through um, unresolved issues. You know, Paul said something that's... Uh, I think we can all take away from as it relates to leadership and, and dealing with pain in 2 Corinthians uh, 12 and 8 and that ninth verse. And I'm not going to read it all, but he said, but but he said to me, my grace, my favor, my loving kindness is enough for you, sufficient enough. And remember, Paul prayed um, and he asked the Lord to heal him. And that's when God said, well, my grace is sufficient. In other words, grace is enough my favor, my capacity, my ability in this situation is with you and I'm going I'm going to supernaturally aid you through it. So regardless of what people have done to you and you hurt by it, there is grace to be healed. But you have to want to be healed. You have to desire to be healed because we all are going to suffer the pain. We're going to go through some pain. First Peter 4 and 19 and then I'm going to sign out Scripture says, wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Now, it's a lot on that bone right there. But as a leader, what he's saying to us as pastors, as associate pastor, as business people, uh, entrepreneur, as whoever we may be in leadership, what the scripture is actually saying, that you're going to suffer some pain according to the will of God. Okay, you're going to go through some sufferings and it's going to hurt. Okay, and it's not going to feel good. But he says in the process of that is very, very clear. He says that the keeping of your soul, wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God, commit the keeping of their soul. What the scripture is saying is that God is going to give you the capacity to make sure that your 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 soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions are in it intact. That the pain doesn't overwhelm you, that it, it makes you delusional. No physical, mental, emotional pain that you go through, God's grace is there so you can handle it and overcome it. Psalms 55 and 22, cast your burdens on to the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be removed or moved that is well listen i love you and i'm so excited to be able to share with you here on legacy leadership alliance it has been an incredible joy and listen uh send this to some of your friends if you would and ask them to subscribe to legacy leadership alliance i do uh, desire and love to have as many people as possible that is leaders that will listen to legacy leadership alliance and I pray that you've been blessed and you've been strengthened. Remember, it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse. You go with God and be incredibly, incredibly, incredibly blessed.
Thank you for listening to the Legacy Leadership Alliance podcast. We invite you to continue to join us at the intersection of religion, education, and the marketplace as we provide synergy and faith toward the future. Follow us on all podcast platforms and subscribe. Contact Sean Cooper at bishopshawn at gmail.com. To donate to Legacy Leadership Alliance Cash App Dollar Sign Bishop Sean. And remember it is better to live by principle than to die by impulse.